Hola, hola, mi gente. Saludos. I am with some special guests today, so y'all be ready. I'm going to pick their brains. There's something I've been wanting to talk to them about because I feel like they bring a lot to the table. So, please welcome Cup of Joe with Drake, <laughs> two amazing men. Hey. Bringing that dark chocolate. <laughs> oh, here she go. Dreamy man. Dre. No. This and is what, what's, what's your nickname, Joe? <laughs> I forget. Joe Hall. No. <laughs> exactly. No. It's, it's no. Just Dre, what is it that I've heard him say? That's what Mr. is it that Bell, you that's say? Velvet Jones, right there. Yeah, that's right Silky there. Smooth. <laughs> silky, silky Smooth and Velvet smooth. Jones. Oh, yeah. God. He's Silky Smooth. I'm okay. Velvet Jones. That's Velvet well, Jones, right there. <laughs> All right. Dark Be- better, chocolate. Better known as what? Cup of Joe with Dre, man. Cup of Joe with Dre. In moderation, because <laughs> that's too much sexiness for y'all. So oh my God. we are not going to touch. Hey, at least we're not oh. going to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, we appreciate it. That's, right? not, that's not your platform. I'm not going to exploit you guys. No. That's not what your platform no. does, man. I mean, it depends who's on it. <laughs> <laughs> it has been done. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, so I know y'all been doing your thing today, so... I haven't talked to y'all in a while. No. So what's new? <laughs> any women? Any <laughs> hobbies? Hey, I'm just trying to get through the uh, school semester. Oh, I hear um, you on that. Found out that I wasn't graduating this. I should be graduating like next week. But I was a class short, so that fucked everything up for me. Oh, excuse me. Can we curse on here? Yes. Oh, sorry. Fine. You just bleed me out, you know? No, it's okay. It's cool? You sure? It's cool, yeah. Now you got church going people that listen to this. And well, I don't want them to uh, think you're a sinner. <laughs> they've been you know hearing I mean? me cuss. Oh, and, okay. and some of them follow me on TikTok, so good luck oh, with that. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to check this TikTok out. <laughs> I don't know, right? Oh. I haven't made it over You have yet. been warned. <laughs> yeah, but just no. Um, that's it, though. No, but everything's good, man. Everything's great. Life is good. Um, can't complain. Mm. What class are you short? Do you know? No, it's just one class. Oh, just one, like, yeah, just, just the elective. credits? Yeah, for credits mm. purposes. Highway robbers, whatever. Um, it's not Spanish, is it? No, it's not, but um, I'm taking, I'm retaking Spanish. Okay. For a better grade. I'm going to give y'all both a shout out. My Spanish partner <laughs> fucking left me stranded. Hey, I had to take classes, bro. Well, I thought... For a moment, I knew you had a special Spanish tutor, and what happened to the hey, tutor? Man. Niggas get too big for you, man. And uh, no. say, oh, I don't even. I don't know what. What can I say? And I you say, can say here. whatever you okay, want. Niggas get too big on the in, in the world and forget about the little people. You know, I'm a little person. Voice, voice of E popping off. <laughs> Houston trips, <laughs> back and forth. New York trips. <laughs> New York trips. Like Yo. niggas is big time. Niggas What's going down in Houston? They made y'all. Um, yeah. nothing. Just my friends. Uh, uh, we uh-huh. ain't friends though. How many? I, but you know, you've been going to Houston, but I didn't heard too many Houston Voice of V episodes. No, the last the last time I was there, that's what we did. We recorded and then we went out. It was one big one, and, <laughs> so, and they split it in two. Hey, it was too much for one. That was too much for one. Is I it? couldn't even handle all that myself. <laughs> I was like, this is too much. At some yeah. point, I had to cut it off. I was like, "All right, we're yeah, done. Yeah. Like this, is it. <laughs> we're done. Like I didn't, I didn't even get to thank them for being on the podcast. So I was like, yeah, up. we're done. Cut out.' Bye. It was a certain Tiger Queen. Oh yeah, <laughs> nah, no, 
<laughs> I already know. So. And you know that that quiet one, Audrey, but them the uh, ones. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Right there, mm -hmm. exactly. Hey, Audrey. Hey, she's probably like, hey, John. <laughs> <laughs> and the other hey. one's probably like, I can't stand him. Yeah, Josh, <laughs> we know. She cannot we stand are, me. I know. She oh, likes you, Dre. She loves you, Dre. She loves no love. No we got to let the yeah. listeners, we're talking about some of these friends. She's got yeah, a special, so. what? We talk about these friends. They probably like who are they talk about. They, yeah, they, they know. They, they, they uh -huh. heard. They done heard them. Yeah, uh -huh. what about forget our life? What about your life? What's yeah, going on what's with going you? On what's going on with you? Life, your listeners. We this is too know. much for people to be handling, <laughs> Joe. Like, can't put it all out there. They can just watch me on TikTok for now. Hey, watch on TikTok for now. No, don't. Y'all better <laughs> look. Y'all better follow Voice of V on TikTok. No. Is, is the Voice of V on TikTok? What's, what's the mm. handle? I don't remember. What <laughs> I bet you don't. I bet you don't remember. X-rated V. I v I'm after kidding. dark, uh huh? Yeah. yeah. V gone wild. Just kidding. I just bet. kidding. I bet. I am not. I just do funny stuff. Like it's not anything provocative. No. Well, I'm sure. I I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. some cleavage up in there, but uh, that's yeah, about man. it. Cleavage is good, man. People like cleavage. So. Well, but draws draws the attention. Maybe I have to change my um, voice of V pick. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying nothing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but what about, okay, what about you, Joe? You for the kids? Always for no. the kids. That's not what FDK means. Just so you know. That's what. That's what it means for me. Okay. For Joe, it means other things. <laughs> hey man, hey, I'm with Joe on that. <laughs> you dang on right. I'm glad <laughs> you agree. Hey, I, well, you know, I've just been chilling. I used to think I was for the streets. Now I think I'm for the sheets. I'm always hey. wanting to sleep. I always oh, want to I, I was like, wait, what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> for the sheets, like who sheets? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that Egyptian cotton sheets. <laughs> That's good, right? about. You're yeah. crazy. Speaking of sheets, I bought some silk sheets, man. I don't, oh, did you? I don't know why people think that's sexy. I knew it wasn't. I, you should have called me, man. I would have told you. Nah, that, ain't, that ain't the move. You man. sweating. You like, yeah, they stick head. to you when yeah. you start sweating. Yeah. 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 That's not oh, my no. thing either. Silk. It's like slip and slide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that part too. Work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> I'm with you. It's, it's, the, it's them young, inexperienced people. Yeah. Still want them silk sheets. Just saying. I'm, that lets you know. Rock sheets is be empty. Right? I see silk sheets. I'm gone. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to see what the hoorah was about. So I bought some silk sheets. I said, oh, no, this ain't it. Mm -mm. This is my thing. They are. All right, guys. So um, there is a subject that I've been putting off for a while. So I did an episode and I called it the F word. Right? And so a lot of people, I think, listened or maybe some people didn't listen because they thought I was talking about like the F word, the F bomb. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I, I, I didn't even talk about that. It was um, the other F word that people don't like to talk about, which is failure. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's what I discussed. So if you did not listen to that episode, you're missing out because it's a, it, I dropped some like really good information on there. She sure did, guys. I did. No, you See, did. Dre, you're so, you're so faithful. Dre listens to me all the time. Too, man. So. Just so he can message out. me and tell me, like, yo, what's up with your sound? Or, hey, when you said yeah, this, yeah, blah, blah. Gotta you know? keep him right, man. You know? Accountability, huh? Accountability. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so, um, but one of the, the reason why I talked about failure and kind of wanted to wait on talking about this subject was because the subject we're going to talk about today, failure is a part of that. There's no way you can have this without mm. failure. And the more people run away from failure or, you know, they're too afraid to fail, yeah. 
they're missing out on so much more. So what I want to talk about today is success. That's what I want to talk about. Because you can't have success without failing. And there are just so many people that failed continuously over and over and over again. And a lot of them said, I didn't fail a thousand times. I just learned a thousand ways that did not work Mm -hmm. and finally found the way that worked. You know, Mm -hmm. so that's the thing. If, If you're going through life and you're afraid to fail, you're cutting yourself short of the possibilities that could the growth that you can have. Correct. As an individual, whether it be intellectually, whether it be because you're going after a certain career or whatever, even even in certain relationships, like where you're trying to get, if you're afraid to fail, you're never going to get to that place because it's hardly ever that you get it right on the first time. Mm-hmm. It really is, you know, so that's what I want to talk to you about, talk to you guys about, because I feel like you are at a mature place in your life and it has nothing to do with age because how many people we know are our age and they haven't matured. So age is not a sign of maturity. Mm -hmm. But when you see people's lifestyle, the way they carry themselves, the way they speak, the relationships that they go after or seek or nurture and just even like you guys are have a podcast, the material, the material subjects you put out there, the things you talk about, the vulnerability that you bring to the table. Clearly, your mindset and your goals are not going to be on the typical everyday things that a lot of people are chasing, especially young people. And we were all young ones, so we can speak on it because we know the things we chase now or desire now are completely different from before right correct Correct. so like like the things that you want when you were in your 20s are different from what you want now right right you didn't came deep yeah i know i mean but that's a good thing i mean everything you're saying is 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 well thought out and is is i mean definitely i see where you're coming from yeah so i mean it comes with also the people i surround myself with you know and then like you guys were talking about accountability so even though I'm one of those people that it gets on my nerves sometimes when somebody's like, well, you're not doing this in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And then, but a part of me is like, like a part of me will feel like I'm missing the mark and it makes me mad. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't want to hear it, but I need to hear it. I'll process it. I may not like respond the way you want me to, but eventually I'll come around and be like, you know what? You were right. You know, so I'm unblocking you this time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, man, listen. <laughs> no, man. So success. Uh, first of all, the first thing I want to say about the first thing I would say about success is um, success is success is. Um, so you're going to jump into the answer without me asking the question? Oh, d- did you did you not? um yeah, go ahead, man. No, no, I am. I am. I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, she was. about to define success and failure. Well, you know that that was going to be my my first question is, what does success mean to you, or how do you define success? Okay, so I I define success by um. Like I said, the first thing I want to say about success is it's subjective to who you are yeah. as a person. There's no overall hierarchy of what success means to. Mm-hmm me or anyone right your your definition of success 
can different can vary from Joe's to mine. You know what I mean? So success to me is when you reach a level of peace and happiness. I mean, when I've reached a level of peace and happiness and I'm able to sustain that. I've been able to sustain that over a few years now and I know what it looks like. So um, that's what success is to me. That That's previous to, I don't know, three or four years ago, success looked totally different for mm-hmm. me. So that's me. Okay. Joe? Yeah, I mean, I agree with him. I mean, success is like a conquest or a journey, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you can have different situations of life skills or life of where success was shown, you know, like there was one time that I had a lot of money and then that was, that was my successful point that I got to that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the season I'm in now of, of what's making me feel successful is being in touch with my loved ones mm-hmm. and having and building those true relationships with those. And, and right now that's my thing of what success is to me. Yeah. So yeah, Dre, you, you Hit mm-hmm. it right on the head that success looks different and feels different to the individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times we equate success or our worth, um, we equate it to our achievements. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and sometimes people have all these achievements stacked up, but their relationships or their personal life, maybe at work they're up here successful at the top, but everything else suffered because of that. Mm-hmm. And for some of us that have reached that place of happiness and we know what works for us and what we consider success, we see somebody like that and we, we don't see success yeah. at all. And a lot of times you see some people, they're unhappy. They, mm-hmm. they're, they're depressed. They're like, all they have is that. And then I have um, a friend of mine that tells me all the time, like when she sees people that are retired in the nursing homes and some of them end up in the hospital or whatnot and they have nobody there Mm -hmm. with them because they never invested in any relationships yeah they might be rich they have all this money all this um they they invested so much in their careers but yet their relationships suffered for Mm -hmm. it and now the only relationships they have are the doctors and nurses that are caring for them in their old age which is really sad yeah you know so i know like for me success is the same thing like I can't measure it. If I were to measure success based on achievements, I would probably feel like a failure because I've had my share of failures in different areas, in my relationships, in school, in um, my career, I've had setbacks. So in all those areas, I've had setbacks. But in order for me to get to a place where I'm at, if those setbacks hadn't happened, I wouldn't have realized like, oh, I like this. I don't like this. I realized this about myself. And you know what? This was making me miserable. But I would have been stuck in that if it hadn't failed. So I know that when you um, set a goal for your life, because you still have to have, the, have a goal, because then how do you know that you are in that path of success? Yeah. You know, because you're constantly changing, right? So what, like, what exactly does success or happiness look like or and feel like to you like i know you mentioned some things but what does that feel like to you like as a man how do you feel what is that happiness that um like can you give a specific example of something whether it be an activity or relationship whatever that just gives you that that happiness that you feel that fulfillment right looking at me i guess i'll answer first (laughs) uh being alive I think 
um, when I looked at my life, and again, you know, I wasn't like no, you know, hardened criminal or nothing like that, but I, I felt in my life that my life didn't have value, mm-hmm. you know, to me or the outside world. And when I had an epitome or a point in my life that I had value um, and that I meant something, you know, and not just to myself, to the world, I, I felt like a success. I felt like a complete and there was a, a wholeness. Now, there's always this time that I'm working to continue to fulfill that. But but that, you know, yeah. And now I find success in little things or in big things, you know, like mm-hmm. our podcast. Yeah. You know, we weren't supposed to do what we're doing. Right. And for us to do what we did, being on two opposite sides of the world, to meet back up 20 years later mm-hmm. and to do what we're doing, we're a success no matter what the numbers or figures or anything right. else looks at. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, so um, what's it look like for me is just it's, it's happiness, man. Happiness and peace. Has is what has defined my life for the last uh, three years, um, almost four now. Um, it it's waking up happy. It's going to bed happy. The the day in between, um, I've I've learned that I don't dwell on the the negative in my life. Like mm-hmm. before, you know, the negative uh, pretty pretty much take over my whole day. But mm-hmm. um, now nowadays, it's like no man, it's a minor setback. A lesson learned, and mm-hmm. for me, I have children, man. So, yeah. um, always, man, seeing seeing their smiles on their faces, knowing that, especially my youngest one, just knowing that she she's able to see me. Like, it's hard for me to explain. I mean, V, you're a parent; you understand mm-hmm. uh, probably. I mean, I don't know, but yeah. for me, it's like for. For my youngest daughter to actually see me. Yeah. She sees me. Like, you know, people see you every day, but, like, she actually sees me, recognizes me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I see that that brightens her day. So, yeah. for me, it's, it's the, the, that's one of the, the, the things in my life that just really um, lets me know that I'm successful in that mm-hmm. area, too. Just being a great father is is something paramount to me. Mm-hmm. So I hold that in high regard as well. So outside of my daughter is, is I know it may sound cliche and it may sound simple, but peace, like I said, peace and happiness. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really know how to define my success outside of that. It's just being at peace with myself and everything around me and just being happy, being able to smile, being able to laugh and being able to, um, enjoy this life that I have now, whereas three, four years ago, up until that point, I, mm-hmm. I, I really wasn't yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. So contentment is pretty much like what brings us that, like learning to be content with your situations, with what's given to you. It it does play a big role. And I feel like I'm the same way. Did you move your mic? Did you move your wire? Probably. Push it in. There you go. So, like that. I don't know. So, um, I'm the same. Like, I learned um, spending time doing activities that I enjoy with those that I love, you know, whether it be my family or my friends. And um, one of the other things that I really enjoy doing is being with people, people that are 
maybe further along in their journey of whether it be healing or their education, if Mm -hmm. they're smarter than me, their intellect, because I don't ever want to be the smartest person in the room because I want to learn. And that's just my thing. Like, I Mm -hmm. love to learn. I love to learn. So I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I like to be surround myself with people, but that's that's something that brings me contentment. And then even even learning like I've been learning so much from people that that are younger as well, you know, because the way they think and stuff, they bring that freshness, that newness, you know. Um, but I have learned like you have to be content. Things don't always go the way you want them to. They hardly ever do. And when they do, it's great. It's fantastic. But if you live off of a high of only when things go great, you're going to spend a lot of your lifetime being stressed out, anxious, and depressed. But when you learn to appreciate those little things that do go right or the little path you have to take, just finding some contentment every day is going to help you be a successful person. You know, because a lot of times we can feel defeated. I know, like, earlier I had to, like, just stop and be like, okay, think about at least one good thing today. Because I just felt just stressed out, you know? So, all right. So, Let me ask you a question. What? We talked about the success. And, you know, we were talking about success change. What was the the model of success for the young V? I mean, straight in high school, young V. Ooh. You know what? Honestly, I I really didn't have goals other than being a good mom because I had a kid at such a young age. And even at that, it was hard to do because I was so young. And, you know, as a parent, you do the best you can. And once you have your own kids, you have a little more compassion for your parents because you realize, like, they they did their best in the sense of, what they learned from their parents and so you if you are a good parent or decent person you always strive to do better than your own parents you know whether you looked up to your parents or not you should always look to improve you know as a parent but even still even if you do even if you learn the great things that your parents did and you learn not to do the bad things that or the mistakes they made you're still going to make your own mistakes so as a young person I really didn't have a lot of goals. I didn't have somebody sit down with me like, hey, what are you going to do with your future? You know, this and that. All I knew was, okay, I need to go to school so I can do better for this child that I have. And I need to be a good mom to him. And I, I need to be there for him. So that was my goal. Now my kids are grown and they're older. But even in between, before they became grown, I started to realize the decisions I make, the steps I take, they're going to follow in those footsteps, whether I want them to or not. If I tell them, do don't do as i do do as i say that's not gonna work they're gonna they're, they learn behavior as as humans we learn behavior so how do we learn a lot of times visually we see it done it's practiced every day it's a habit it's it's a way of life you can't do the do as i say not as i do that's not gonna work you're setting up your kids for failure or whatever so now like i have my grandkids looking up to me And I still have my daughter, you know, and so like my goals now, it's like it can be about me now. Now I can go to school. Now I can go after that career. And like right now, because of my age, I want to make sure I'm taken care of and I'm set, you know, when I'm ready to retire. I don't want to work until I die. I want to, you know, be (laughs) set up, you know. So um, 
you know, my goals have changed drastically. Like, we ain't trying to drop it like it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> like in our 20s. What about know? if it's dropping like it's warm? Can you still? <laughs> you know, I ain't got, you know, maybe if I wear my knee brace. <laughs> Y'all might have to help me get up. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you see me dancing next to a chair just in case, you know, my knees get weak. Uh-huh. We'll check the TikTok to see if that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So um, the other question I wanted to ask you guys is um, who are your role models for success or who would you consider role models for success? Joe, who would you consider role models my for father. success? Dude. My mother Perfect. and father. Uh, I mean, my mother's no longer living, but they were the role models of success to me. They were uh, they were both born into poverty, and not just regular poverty. They were poor, poor. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my mother, by the time she was eight, both her parents were dead. Um, her brothers and sisters, which there were seven of them, were all separated. You know, they ate off the 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 they ate the food that they raised from, you know, whatever vegetables mm-hmm. to whatever um, um, the food that they ate. And until I think my mom was old enough to get a job job, all her clothes they made, I mean, they were just poor. My dad, mm-hmm. same thing. He, you know, not to put his his family business out there, but his, his father wasn't around, and uh, he was the man pretty much of the house, and they just – they worked and to see what level that they have to be living in houses that, you know, the wind don't blow through yeah. um, to um, being able to use a credit card. And, you know, they, they grew up in segregation. So to, to, mm-hmm. to live in a country that looks different to them and then, you know, to strive and, and make something of themselves and, and be something in the community. Yeah, those are yeah. my role models. Awesome. That's dope, man. Salute to Mr. and Mrs. Hall. Um mm-hmm. My role models, um, my role models are Orlando Bonilla. Uh, that's one of my role models. Um, again, no longer with us. Passed in 2005. Um, he was only a year older than me. But um, uh, he, he was one person that uh, just inspired me, just just showed me how to move through life, taught me how to really be a man, um, taught me how to dress, taught me how to be fly mm-hmm. um, in my own way. Um <laughs> Taught me that the, the the most important thing that Orlando taught me was that it's cool to be smart. So yeah. um, he taught me that. Once he taught me that, and I knew it was something that I could that was attainable to me. You know what I mean? And I, once I started to apply myself more, it was just it was one of those things. My other role model is my best friend Fonda. Um, she's just one of those people who. Just good-hearted, good-natured person. Um, always support me, supported me. Um, she's who I consider. She's the person I consider my life coach because when she's uh, when when I'm going through it, man, I just talk to her. I mean, that's the calm. She's the calm to the to everything. So uh, that's another one of my role models, and I didn't really consider a role model um, up until recently because it was like no, but. In all actuality, man, she's somebody that I really admire. She's someone that I look up to. And both of these people, Orlando and Fonda, were are the only two people that I know in my life that um mapped that mapped out their life lives and 
did it accordingly to how they mapped it out like and became everything they said they would become um at the time that they said they would become it so that in itself is just in- inspirational to me so those would be my two role models and then i got some other role models that i mean not role models there's some other people that i look up to um as well but um <clears throat> those those are the two for me Shout out to them two real ones. Two yeah, real, real ones. ones. I can sure, verify. Sure. <laughs> Certified out here. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate that. That's good. That's good. I had, um, like, I, 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 okay, so we were the same. We grew up, like, in poverty. You know, we were on yeah. government assistance and things of that sort. And I don't think my grandmother planned out her life to be the way it was because she was raising her grandchildren, you know. And I was one of them. And but she never allowed us to embrace that mindset of poverty. Mm -hmm. Well, at least to me that I know, like she just never let me. She always pushed me, even though she couldn't read, because, you know, when them growing up, it was you help the family. So you got to go, you know, um, work the the farm, the field. Then that's what you do. And we do it as a family because that's the only way we're going to make it. So she I think she got like maybe third grade education. And so to a certain point, she was able to help me in school. But then after that, it was like she was pretty, you know, she was not completely illiterate, but she didn't know a lot. She spoke it just fine. But when it came to reading and writing, it was difficult for her. But she never let that stop her. And she never held me back. She always encouraged me to do more. So she's, you know, no longer with me. But she really like. Growing up, I didn't appreciate everything she did or the way she was. And there were some things that was like just, you know, learned behavior on her part. But when it came to that, with when it came to me believing in myself or going after something better, she did impart that in me because she never stopped. She continued to try to do better with what she had. So those, I mean, and I admire people like that. Um, I have another... Um, a friend of mine that, well, actually, you know what? In high school, the only reason I even decided to go to college was my my soccer coach. She was like, "What are you gonna do? You're gonna join the military? You're gonna go to college? What are you gonna do?" And I was like, "I'm not gonna do anything." And she was like, "No, you're gonna do something, you know." So I didn't want to. Free. Yeah, like I'm gone. Yeah, I'm gonna go have twenty billion babies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't. Um, so. She was like, well, what are you going to do? So military for me, I wanted to join, but it was not an option because I was afraid to lose my son. So that was like the only reason I didn't join. So then it was like, okay. And she kept bugging me. I was like, okay, fine. I'll go to school. And what she did was, okay, which school you want to go to? And I was like, I don't know. You know, so, so she, she motivated me though. And once I decided, okay, let me try this school. Let me try this. And, and she, she made me, um, she pushed me to make appointments with my counselors at school and stuff. And she prepared videos for me so I can try to get, you know, soccer scholarships and all this stuff. And back then it wasn't that big, like soccer for women. It was not. So anyways, I ended up staying in San Antonio. But that was like she was somebody that um, believed in me before I even believed in myself. So she's somebody that I looked up to. And then like now um, I have a good friend of mine that she is so smart. She she brings so much to the table. And she taught me a lot about management, like how to like I was kind of like stuck in just doing administrative stuff. But she's like, no, you have the skills to be a manager. 
and she shared everything. She she was never ever um, insecure about her abilities or her losing her spot. Like she just started here. Look, this is how you read contracts. This is how you do this. This is how you do the budgets. This is like all this stuff that I'm going to school for now, so that I can have it on paper. She already taught me. Uh, actually, you know, we applied it and did it. Like I know how to do it, but didn't have a name to it. But now taking the classes, I do. So that's one person, Irene, that I really look up to and admire because she's not afraid to share what she has. She's not insecure about it. She's very confident in who she is and what she brings to the table and is not afraid to help those around her grow. So I respect that a lot because that's the type of person that I am. Like, I'm not going to hold back information because I'm afraid you're going to take my spot. No, if I can help you grow, I'm going to help you grow, you know. So um, that's why I love you guys, too, because... Y'all kept bug- pushing me, not bugging me, pushing me to do this podcast. And <laughs> I was afraid of failure, but here we are, right? Um, I'm proud of you, though. I mean, absolutely. You can, you can push the body, but if they don't want to do it, they don't yeah, want to yeah, do, it. do it. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah true. Sure. that's true. And you're doing it by yourself. This means, right? Yes. You're your own accountability <laughs> partner. Yes. Um, it's hard sometimes. Oh, I bet. Oh. I was the, I've been there. Yeah, you have. That's right. You have been. And then for for a while, like in, for a while, I had to like kind of like you know chill out with the subjects because I was like, um, people were like, "How is that?" I was uh, listening to it and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then they're messaging me like, "I'm gonna call my counselor, set up an appointment." That's real, man. But it was because it was making them think, think about yeah, stuff yeah. and realize things about themselves. You know, I mean, it's a good thing, but when you're at work, the last thing you want to do is be emotional. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> look, you tell them that's their problem. They should have dealt with it before you. That's right. They should have. Matter of fact, did you charge them? <laughs> no. You know what? They they laid in that person's room for a little bit. Yeah, look, they got to listen to you on the podcast. You I know for free. For yes, free, we're giving yes. you these services for free. Absolutely. You know. Um. So. Let's see. Mm, do you have a personal success plan? That, that's the question. Do you have a personal success yeah. plan? Do you have I, a personal success plan? I, I don't have a personal success plan. Um, the only thing that's part of my personal success plan right now is a graduate from college. Um, once I get that degree, um, I plan on continuing to change the world, but I don't know. What I don't know is through what um, avenue I'm going to do that. So I just concluded. I just concluded. Um, matter of fact, this week uh, I, I hit my ex up. I hit Ava's mom up. I told her I was like, "Yo, man, I, I'm. I don't. I don't want to work for myself no more. I don't want to do life coaching no more. I think it's more so because of the last couple of years we had. You know, with you know COVID mm-hmm. and people dying and me um battling my own depression and shit i think that stuff um is compounded onto me Mm -hmm. um i mean it's only it's only that way you know what i mean it could only happen that way right um so now and i want to focus more so on just you know raising my daughter man and and um living my life versus taking on other people's problems and stuff so i plan on after i mean not after i plan on before i graduate just to know what um what avenue I'm going to take as far as what's my next chapter in life going to be, because I'm not going to be doing 
working mm-hmm. for myself, working from home, life coaching, all that shit, man, no more. Because um, that in itself is stressful in itself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I know one thing I want to be successful. That's my podcast, um, Joe and I's podcast. I want that to be good answer. successful. I, was good. I, was good. I let nah, you finish, man, like, but nah, nah. He's, waiting. he's waiting for that's it. it. I mean, I do. I want that to be successful. I want that to be successful to the point that um, this is what Joe and I do for um, our full time basis and traveling the world doing this. So, mm-hmm. and I know it's attainable. It's just we got to get to it. So that's that's it. That's my only personal plan as far as success is concerned. Nice. Yeah, I. Uh, I have two two goals of success right now in my life. Um, my um, my uh, my first my first successful goal is that I can make sure that um, that I'll be able to get back to where I'm from. Um, we've seen a lot of people have been successful where we're from, and you know you'll see there's been athletes, there's been stars on TV and everything. Shoot, matter of fact, the girl I went to school with didn't even realize it was on an episode of BMF. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you, you also don't see those people give back. You, you see a lot of people talk bad about where we're from, mm-hmm. but it was what helped shape and mold those people. Right. So yeah. that's, one of the, that's one of the things that before they put me on dirt that I'm going to be able to help out where I'm from mm-hmm. and not say I moved to Houston or, or wherever else and did good there when I couldn't even do good in my own community. Right. And the, the, my second goal is, is that while I'm, by the time I'm gone and everything that, um, whether it be our podcast or the lottery, I want it to where my nephews and uh, Dre's kids if they choose to, can be in a field, or if not, will have money set aside that they will be able to go to college or help fund themselves into a business. So mm-hmm. that's that's my two goals in my nice. life for now. Awesome. Thank you, kind sir. Nah, man, we gotta take <laughs> care of family. Yeah, no, for sure, that's you know. True. So most definitely. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times, I think people don't realize like. <laughs> Everybody has a personal success plan. Some of you is just like it's to fail because you don't have your steps laid out for you. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you don't have one, but you do. Mm-hmm. You do have a success plan. That's the one that that is right now. It doesn't have to be like long term. It right. can be short term um, because every single step you take is going to lead you to the next mm-hmm. successful step, right? So because I'm the same way, I'm I'm on the. Like, I was so focused on my degree. And I'm not going to quit. I'm going. I've been going every sem- semester, taking two classes. I am I was thinking about taking three, but I think for now, two is healthy for me, mentally healthy and emotionally healthy, because I will get overwhelmed. And then doing the podcast and working full time, it, it some, some days I'm like, I just can't do any of it today. Like, I'm just taking a break. You know, um, I even had to take like, a social media break and it was only for like a day and a half or two but it was enough for me to just get away from it all and it was not that social media was negative it, it distracted me yeah. like instead of studying i'm over here looking at videos or responding to my friends and liking their stuff when i should be studying and then i'm stressed out because i have this assignment due by midnight and i was spent an hour on social media without realizing it so my degree is up there um 
But like my main focus is now that I have my foot in the door where I'm at, I want to do and take the steps that I need in order to get promoted and move up the ladder. Mm -hmm. Because where I'm at, there's so much opportunity, not just in the department I'm in, but just in the facility that I'm in. So my my goal is to move up there and not 20 years from now. I'm talking about like this needs to happen in the next two, you know year or two. Um, so that's been my so I'm just looking, I'm observing, looking at everything and just keeping my options open there at work. So that's one of my thing like my for my success is to do that because I don't want to stay in the same place. And I'm also getting to see that. Like the degree is something that I really want to accomplish. I want it for me. Um, but now it's the ex- all the experience that I've had and everything. Now it's going to work in my favor. That degree is going to help me, but I don't have to wait on it. I can make moves, you know, before getting that degree. So I was putting so much pressure on myself with that. But at the same time, I'm also not going to allow myself to to slack off. Like, that's something that's important for me. It's one of my personal goals. But um, I um, also keep seeing uh, my daughter. She's um, got that entrepreneur mindset. <clears throat> and she tells me, she's like, I don't know. I don't want to work for anybody. And she's doing and she's doing different things. And now she's got her own products for the eyebrows and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, like. I raised this person like you know at least I, I must have done something right you know because she's always telling me like well I see you mom blah blah and but honestly at the end of the day our drive comes with from within mm-hmm. you know when we sometimes when things are just given to us we 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 or when we give our children everything we set them we don't set them up for success we set them up for failure absolutely but when you're not able to give them everything and they have to do their part and they have to work to get there, it's some it's a drive inside of them that it just it, it will keep going long before you are gone. Like it'll just keep on, keep on going. And um, or even after you're gone, you know, it'll just keep on going. But I, I admire that a lot about her. And then like when you're talking about like, you know, your nieces and Dre's, you know, daughters yeah. and stuff, you know, if they want to get into this podcasting, if they want to be out there to be able to set that up like nobody did this before us you know and they're looking at us like whoa dang she's doing it he's doing it i can probably do it my granddaughter is always there with me and she knows these mics what they are she you know she can't even really talk yet but we had to get her some little headphones (laughs) so we put them on her and she'll sit there and and you know she's got her mic there and she's like I don't know what she's saying. And I'll tell her, like, now, before she's, like, just sitting there with me. Yeah. But now I'll tell her, okay, so what do you want to tell the people? And she'll be like, blah, 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 blah. I don't know what she's saying. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, what else? Okay, girl. You know, yeah. and, until she's done saying her piece. And she's like, okay, bye. You know, she, yeah. But I think that that would be something so amazing, like, to see her do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That would be so cool. It would be like, oh, yay, little mini me, you know. And that's, that's what I want to set up, you know. I, I want... Ava, Alexa, Aurelia, Little James, um, you know, Jasmine's uh, sons. I want them to have the opportunity to say in life that money is not my setback. Mm-hmm. That whatever I want to do, it doesn't have to be tied to money that I can't do it. Right. right. Because that was a setback for us. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like none of us wanted to work a nine to five for anybody else because we had other dreams and we subdued those dreams for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, like if they want to go to college, fine, but I don't want them to have to go to college right. so right. they can be a boss. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I want their paperwork to be whatever they want it to be mm-hmm. and they get to write their own rules. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, true. yeah, something happened to me and Dre. I want his daughters to be able to be like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what my dad did, but this is what I want to do, and right. I can do it. Right. And I don't have to worry about not being able to do it or live in my dreams or whatever it is. So. Mm-hmm. And I, I was going to ask you, Dre, you already answered it, but like, do you have current responsibilities that make you feel like you can't meet, like, that you feel maybe will hold you back? Working for somebody else. <laughs> hey, here, here's here's my here's here's what's going on in my head. And at first, I was really bothered. I have a job, and I value and appreciate my job, but my job is not where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting to be fired. Now, but I'm not going to be working <laughs> like to get fired. Right. That's yeah. not respect. Especially if you're going to be running a business, you can't be running a business and then be a bad employee. Because mm-hmm. then you would deserve to have bad employees when you run your own business. But. My whole thing now is I'm working my best, most diligent without stressing mm-hmm. at my job now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be getting ready to leave that place on a good note yeah. to full time make me and dream, me and Dre's dreams come true. Right. Nice. So um, so you're setting like boundaries and stuff like because I know you used to put in a lot of hours, right? Yeah, I don't I don't put as many hours anymore. And then. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't stress out on doing stuff. I do it, and if it doesn't get done, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I need to put my health, right? And I need to put more of my time into what I love and what I want to do, and that's doing the podcast with Dre. You know, because again, the podcast is only our beginning goal. We mm-hmm. have goals on outside of that that we want to do. You know, yeah. So nice. Uh, I know, like, for me, too, that's one of the biggest things, like, um, the, like, if I had an obstacle, it would be funds for my education, you know, and then also, like, for the promotion, an obstacle is you need to be a certain amount, you need to be in your position for a certain length of time before you can apply for those other positions, you know, so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best I can, I'm Mm -hmm. showing them, you know, I'm a hard, I mean, by nature, I'm just a hard worker. I'm just that yeah. person, you know, known to get things done, you know, but to be able to, and it's not even about a title. Honestly, it's like, I don't want to work more hours. I just want to make more money with the hours I already have. And if I can work less hours, even better, you know, mm-hmm. but that's where I'm at right now, you know, because I don't want the responsibility. I, I, for me personally, I like the stability of having a paycheck come on a regular basis now the goal is yeah it would be great to work for myself but until i get to that place i need this stability you know mm-hmm. but you know I, I was you just got me thinking it's like it used to be that people that lived out in the country and had their own land and they had their own food and had their own own everything were pushing people to the city you know what i mean so they can have jobs mm-hmm. and obtain all of this money 
And now we're starting to look back at it and, and we're starting to want that freedom that they had back then. Yeah. That is the success. <laughs> yeah. To be on your own, like your own land that Absolutely. nobody can go on and you can eat off of that land mm-hmm. and live and be as peacefully as you want to without anybody messing with you or causing you any trouble. It's so funny how we were recycling back to that time because if I can have yeah. that right now, that's what I'm working for. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working for to have my own place, my own land, yeah. my own food where, mm-hmm. you know, if people want to come see me, fine. If people don't, fine. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, and I'm content and happy. Mm-hmm. I feel like the older I get, I'm like that too where I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm okay. Um, and, and then now houses are built so close to each other. Mm. It's like you're in your neighbor's backyard, just mm. going outside in your own backyard. And just to have, like, for me, that would be ideal too. Like just to have space and just give me my space. I love people, but I love my space too. So anyways, um, so another, um, question I have for you guys, do you have any people in your life, um, well, I guess it, you kind of mentioned it because it's the role models you have, but that you can reach out to for help. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have a few people. I have Joe, yeah. <laughs> yourself, um, my best friend Fonda. Uh, I have a, I have a few people that, um, yeah, man, that, that that you know, check my temperature, check check their temperature, I and mean, we, um, yeah, I do, uh, I do. I have a, I have a few people. I have a good, I have a very good support system. And I'm very selective on the people who are in that support system group, but I do mm-hmm. I have them and it's healthy and it's um all of y'all y'all motivate me, y'all inspire me, y'all 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 keep me on up and up. I mean so yes, I do to answer that question. It's the same. I mean, you know, Dre, my father. Um you know, and there's even people that don't even know them they're mm-hmm. you know, people that keep me accountable or yep. they you know, um I, I, I reach on to, you know, to hold on to, mm-hmm. you know, my brother, yeah. you know, but yeah. So do you feel like that support system has helped you continue to be success? Do you feel like if you didn't have that support system, maybe you wouldn't be as successful as you are? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, Just y- 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 yes and no. Um, the support system most definitely has helped me become successful and a lot successful and and successful a lot quicker um i do think without the support system i think i'd still be successful i just probably wouldn't have reached the success um as fast as i did with the support system like you i think it's very important to um have like-minded people in your circle or in your group or just around you in general however um, it's important, just as important to have people who aren't like-minded right. in yeah. that circle, in that group. And mm-hmm. then all, like you said, I mean, I have the same philosophy. I never want to be the smartest person in, in nobody's room because right. how would I ever learn? Mm-hmm. You know, what 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 how what goals would I have to achieve if I'm the smartest person in the room? Who, would I, who will I learn from? So I think I think all of that is just equally as important to your success is the people you, you keep around you and the influences that you have in life. You know, I, I and it, I guess it's all more on the, I wouldn't say, well, I get your religious, spiritual tip. I don't feel like anybody ever just really doesn't have support. I think you'll always have support in your life. Now, when you're younger, that's a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. 
because you're by yourself and you're fending for yourself. Yeah. But as an adult, you get to create the spaces. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people themselves leave people to help them or want to be helped because they wanted to go through whatever they want to go through. Yeah. But I've always found, just just like you two, you guys, you know what I mean? Y'all just been knowing each other a short period of time, but in that short period of time has become yeah. a you know, a big thing. Or mm-hmm. there, there's people that I've I've known just like in two years that have been more mm-hmm. complete and better in my life than people I've known for these 42 years. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I always sure. feel like, man, we all have that lifeline, whether we want to use it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you'll never lose somebody that will be there for you mm-hmm. as long as you... You act accordingly. Right. Do and right don't by push people, them yeah. away and don't do right. Right, yeah. I know that's, and I know I've said that before. I'm the type of person that I will be there for you until you don't want me to be. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't normally usually have fallouts with people unless it was maybe a lack of communication on both parts or their part. Um, or usually it's just, they I just don't work for them anymore and it's it's never because I betrayed them or I did them wrong it's never going to be something like that I did them wrong mm. never going to be like that but it would be just like sometimes you outgrow certain relationships and stuff and then um just I feel like part of my success in not just in my career um I think I've had I think this year I've experienced more success in my emotional healing in my relationships because I had some relationships just because I knew them for a long time, Mm. but they weren't necessarily the best thing for me. And, you know, Dre and I would have conversations and I would tell them, tell him some of the stuff that I was dealing with. And he would straight up tell me like, yo, you sure that's your friend? Like, it sounds more like there's some jealousy or it sounds more like this, you know? And I didn't want to hear that because I've known them for a long time. I love them. But as I started to pay more attention Mm. and notice the behavior, because it was pointed out from the outside looking in, you know, and it made me realize like there was, there were some relationships that I just had to create the distance. And as I created the distance, like Dre said, people just fall off sometimes, you know, and it sucks because you have all this history, but it wasn't necessarily going to help me grow. But I, I, and I know where the topic's at, but I like where you're at there. And I wanted to kind of add on there because me and Dre had this conversation. Because even when I was talking about Dre, and I don't know a lot of his outside circle, but I was just like, you know, I, from me and Dre's conversation, I was just like, man, in that sense, there's a lot of people that like you. Right. But I don't know if they love you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. That's true. How was that when he told you that and gave you that epiphany? Because I, I had to learn that a hard way. I learned. I thought that when people around you, they loved you Mm -hmm. because I don't have a lot of people around me. And what I was realizing is, is even though you might not have a lot of people around you, Mm -hmm. there still may be less people that really love you than you think. And then also made me look at is like, okay, you made the circle small, but even outside that circle, there's still some people that love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if they're not in that circle. Yeah. Yeah. I had, um, my, my, my counselor had, uh, one of the counselors I had, she, um, or he actually was he, he did a, we did an exercise. That's what it was. It was a class that I signed up for and it was on boundaries though, yeah. but it talked about the circle and it, and it showed it like, uh, you know, um, what is it called? Where you throw the darts, uh, dartboard. Dart mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so I had the little, and of course, Matt, whatever. So, you See, know. What's that game where you, you know, had the bowling pins? <laughs> bowling. <laughs> Can't stand you. Yeah, okay. Good, so, so it had, of course, the bullseye in the middle. And then, of course, you know, the circles. And then, like, if you ever play, you know, like, the goal is the bullseye, right? Mm-hmm. But in this sense, it was just showing, like, your inner circle, your closest circle. It's tiny. So a lot of people don't fit in there. And then, you know, so some people are going to be in the outer circles. Mm-hmm. And at the further out they get, that's, you know, there's, there's not a close connection. They become Correct. acquaintances. Yeah. The further out they are, it's more acquaintance than it is a friend. Mm-hmm. And what I learned in that class, though, because it was like, I felt like if they're in that bullseye circle, in that small circle, like that's what you take care of. You, 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 you take care of that. But what I learned in that class as I started to learn more about boundaries and stuff like that is sometimes you can move those people from that little circle Mm -hmm. into one of the outside circles. And it's completely okay because it's just not working anymore. You know, so that is something that it does fall under success, though, because you can't be successful Mm. when you're surrounded by the wrong people. Mm. There are some people out there that feed off of you being miserable. Absolutely. Yeah. They love it. They're, they're people that love to fix people. And that's who they want. They want you to stay in that state of needing to be fixed. And that's how they feel yeah. successful. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's people tied to your success. Yeah. And will leave as soon as they feel like your success oh, is gone. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That too. Okay, yeah, so. Definitely. With the Mike Jones back then, hey, moment now hot all along. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> um, what are some of the things that you do? And okay, a lot of people don't think about recentering themselves, mm-hmm. you know, gathering their focus. But I know you guys do that because I know you. So, what are some of the things that you do to help you regroup? Wow. Um, I cut people off um, to be, and, and, and that's not a, a no, negative yeah, yeah. thing. I don't mean no. that in a negative way. Yeah. Um, it's just you, you, every few months I go through, you know, probably my phone, my text messages, my phone, my, my, my contacts, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And um, I just look in there, man. And it's like, if it's people I ain't really talked to in a long, in a minute, I mean, obviously there's a reason I ain't spoke to them a minute and I do that. Um, what else do I do? I like to. Well, I'm always self-reflecting, but I do. I, I go to therapy, mm-hmm. so I go to therapy. Um, I speak to my therapist. That always helps me, you know, get you know recentered, get regrounded. Um, what else do I do? I do a lot of. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Uh, I do a lot of soul searching. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of soul searching. Just I mean, as far as myself is concerned, meditating. And, yeah, stuff. just just. Just clear my mind. Just mm-hmm. clear my mind. Uh, reset it. Um, that's that's pretty much it for me, man. I, mm-hmm. I, I uh, I've been pretty good at that as of lately, though. Just in the last few years, just yeah. really being able to recenter and get refocused. Um, this was a, a. I do it's funny because since I've been in school, I do everything by semesters now. Uh, so it's been a hard, I, real I hard semester, you. I should say. <laughs> but a, 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 a real hard last quarter, I should say. Um, there were, you know. Joe, myself, you know, dealt with some deaths, um, just COVID related, health related, just, just, just things like that. 
my my youngest had COVID, um, dealing with that whole scare and mm-hmm. just all of that, man, it's just it's taking a toll. So um, just regrouping, man. I, I do, like I said, I, I do soul searching. I do therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cut people off um, yeah. in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I also, I also um, get in contact with my loved ones, man. The ones, the people that, Joe, yourself, the people that that I enjoy being around, um, I get back, you know, I get back in touch. Well, not to say I get back in touch because we're always in touch, but to be around these people, to be around y'all, to be around my people, the people I consider my people. Um, that helps me out a lot as well. So mm-hmm. I hope that answers your question. I don't know. No, yeah, those, yeah. I mean, you're the you're the expert at <laughs> what helps you regroup. For yeah, sure. Yeah. For what sure. about you, Joe? I shoot. I just did. I I um I fast a lot, okay. and I get into yeah. meditation a lot. Like I just did a three day fast. Oh, nice. And I um just water, um and and black coffee, um strong black coffee. But what it what it does, <laughs> and when you you know a lot of times you fast, people be like you know. Oh, uh, you trying to lose and, and really not. Yeah. Like I could I could leave the internet and I'd be fine. I could not watch TV and not be fine. I don't have to talk on the phone and mm-hmm. talk to people and I'd be fine. But you know, like nourishment or, or food is yeah. like something that you just be craving. Mm-hmm. And so, That's you true. know, when I, I do those, like the first, you know, the first day in the middle of the right. first day, you kind of like crackhead. You just yeah. like, I, I need a burger. And like you'll just see Wendy's commercials, you see yeah, all the stuff, see everything. Right? But then, it, then you know, when you get into those points, and then you can't even talk about a fast. So yeah, you know, I had some people kind of mad at me because I wasn't, it, and I knew I wasn't right, mm-hmm. and so I couldn't talk to them at that mm-hmm. that point in that time. Right. Yeah, but I could take them being mad at me. When it take to the point, I got to make and reset myself, yeah. right? So I can be better. Yeah, absolutely. So when I regroup with them, I could be a better person for not just myself, but for them. Right. So, yeah, I just did it fast. I'm probably going to do another one coming up, too. And just because, again, when you start, when when you get into that fast and you hit your stride. Yeah. Then there's that clarity. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and sure. by that third day, I almost did a fourth day because I was focused. I had clarity. I felt better. Yeah. I felt less weighted. I started working back out. Mm-hmm. I was doing my job more mm-hmm. proficiently, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, that, that'll yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. It sure will. Especially when you throw in the spiritual side, like you're meditating. Yeah. yeah. I meditate, pray. Yeah. You know, and it's hard because you, when you're doing a fast, you're not supposed to talk about it. So people are like, what's yeah. going on? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, and I'm actually, I'm like, no, I want a, a large supreme extra <laughs> 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 pepperoni. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, man. I do some of the same things like um, one of I mean, of course, the the counseling um, that helps me tremendously. Um, I've picked up bike riding. And so I think I'm I think the most I've done is 26 miles, which is a lot for me because I was I kept like staying like eight, 13 miles here and there. But I started riding with a group and. You don't think about it, but it really helps me clear my head. Like, I'm just out there, mm-hmm. and some hills are harder than others, but it just being able to release all that tension and stuff, that is um, just something healthy for me. Also, I'll reach out to my friends because I know, like, lately I just have not been talking to anybody at all, you know, and, and I was like, you know, I just need to let people know. I'm just I'm, – I'm feeling – 
like antsy. I'm almost done with the semester. I have this next week and I have a final exam and I have like 12 assignments due as well. And I'm like, how am I going to do all that? But I was looking at it today, took a test before I got here and I was like, okay, this is doable. I can do this. Like I'm almost done. I got to finish strong and I just have to take it like one assignment at a time, you know, but I had to just stop. Like I was going to just stay home and try to knock more stuff out. But when Dre told me I were going to be over here and even though like I was like, whatever, <laughs> um, I needed that break, though. You know what I mean? Like now I feel so much better. Like when I first got here, I was like, oh, forget it. I'm just not going to do it. And you didn't give me that option. No, you know? well, I think it's when you got my coffee. When you see, when you, you were thinking about yourself, but then when you start thinking about others, I really thought it helped me. You, you know what? But after you answer that question, I got a question for both of y'all. Okay, okay. Uh, you brought up something. You brought up something. It rally started. No, man, look. I don't go to therapy, right? Okay. But I understand the importance of therapy yeah. for other people. How has therapy, and this is for both of y'all, look, this ain't my show, y'all. This is the V show. I'm not taking over (laughs) or nothing, but she's saying a lot of good gems and stuff that, you know, but how has therapy helped you with your failures and helped you with success and vice versa for you and Dre? Since you brought that Um, up. Well, therapy, it just, it's more, I use it more like a soundboard um, to get my thoughts off, uh, to get to get clarity of my thoughts from just from my outside, uh, what do you call it? What do you call that? Um, perspective. Yeah. Outside perspective, but, um, someone who doesn't have a horse in the race, basically, you know what I mean? Someone on outside looking in. So I, so as far as my failures are concerned, I mean, it's really helped me to, to understand that my failures aren't really, aren't failures. They're lessons. Mm -hmm. As long as we learn something from them, Mm-hmm. Um, we could continue to grow and we grow from our, le- our, our failures or rather lessons. Um, as far as the success, the successes are concerned, um, I never really put too much stock into my successes, um, to be completely honest. It's just one of those, but I, I will, I will say this about my successes. Um, therapy has taught me to, um, celebrate them more, mm. you know what I mean? Because we, we're taught, especially, you know, in, in our communities, both of our communities, black and brown communities, mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, that's cool, but what you doing tomorrow? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah fuck all that. Yeah, right. You, yeah. you did good. Cool. Kudos to you, nigga. But what's next? You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, we got we to stop and celebrate our successes because they're successes. And it may be minute to someone else, but it's a major thing to you. Um, so you got to stop and smell your roses, mm-hmm. pat yourself on the back, and give yes. yourself some flowers. That's what I learned about my successes mm-hmm. in therapy. Yeah, and my failures. Yeah, uh, one of the biggest things that I learned is that the failures, the disappointments in my life, the things that happened to me that were done to me, do not define who I am. Mm. I don't Absolutely. have to live the rest of my life with labels that were placed on me that wow. I never asked for. And so I learned to remove them and rip them off. And literally it was painful because even though they were labels that were did not belong to me, that were not good to me, and I was carrying responsibility and guilt and shame that somebody else should have had mm-hmm. and ripping it from my heart, it hurt. Even though it was not good for me, it was a part of me. But I learned that 
I can separate those things. I don't have to forget that those things happen to me, but I also don't have to allow those things to define or be part of my personality or for me to become a bitter person that doesn't care about people, a cold person, just because bad things happen to me. Instead, I'm using those things. I'm winning because you tried to take me out. You tried to destroy me. But instead, all you did was ignited something powerful inside of me that made me realize I am being mediocre and I need to do better. And guess what? You removing yourself from my life only made the path clear for me to go after the things that truly are for me. So therapy helped me get from feeling abandoned, feeling forgotten, feeling replaced to a person that is an individual that matters, that that um, people actually see you. And now it's time for you to start seeing yourself and believing in yourself. Because I didn't. I put myself last always. Because that's what I was used to. This girl uh, preaching. I was, about to say, I was about to say, come on, pastor. Amen. Look, bring her on the plate. Look, that, yeah. six, that 600,000 that was behind that. Uh, Hosteen. Yeah, yeah, in Holstein's wall. Then you look. That's mm. what they were saving it up for you. Yeah. I was like, yes. You know. I was trying not to be get him. I was about to be, amen. <laughs> Preach. Yeah, nah. that's, and that's all accurate. That's all accurate. Yeah. I mean, it does. It helps. Because you, um, like he said, with a counselor, there's nothing vested. They got their copayment. And that's what they, you know, and it's not that they don't care. But I'm saying they're not thinking of, well, we can't say that because your mom or your dad or your family, you're going to bring shame to the family. Or No, you're able to put everything on the table and they're able to see everything. And it's not about I favor this person or I want to see this for your life. It's a no. This is what we know to be book smart or whatever the case is. And this is what's going to help you. Or, or they teach you coping skills that you didn't learn. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times, like you said, it's things happen. You get up, you keep going. Oh, well, it happened to me, too. Mm-hmm. And I survived. You'll be OK. And we don't talk about it. You know, right. we just keep going. So the, the, the counseling, the therapy helps you get that perspective from a professional that is not going to tell you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to tell you things that are only going to make you feel even worse than you did already. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it is not an easy path. It's not an easy thing to do because it opens up so many things. When you start your counseling, it opens up old wounds, a whole lot of stuff. And the and, and if you have a good counselor, they will tell you it's going to get harder before it gets better. It's going to get ugly before you see beauty in all of this mess. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't get scared. I'm right here with you. You know, so one of the things that I learned too was because I had so much instability or the situation, I was really traumatized by the last marriage I was in. Like I didn't realize it, but I was really traumatized to the point that I started having anxiety attacks. I never had anxiety attacks ever in my life. I've never been scared of anything or anybody ever. But I started having those and you know, it's it, the, the root of anxiety is fear, you know, so it was the whole fear of abandonment, you know, because here we go. It happened again. You know, I love somebody so much they left. You know, I was like, I mean, that was my perspective. And I had to literally plant my feet on the ground and had to do my breathing and tell myself, hey, you're OK. 
You already survived it. You went through it. Look at you. You're alive. You're good. You got this. Until I started believing it, you know. So that's how therapy has really helped me. And that's why I always encourage people to do it. Absolutely. I just want to be deacon in the first Baptist of <laughs> Okay. We're going to be. What, what days of shows? What's the day of the show? Y'all better get some of this church. I'm telling you. This tabernacle. She out here. You know? Hey, I'm, I'm looking for a church. So y'all need. Look, y'all need you already got one. You know what I mean? Spend a high 16 on us. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um. All right, guys. Uh, I think those are all the questions I had for you. Um, because you mentioned a lot of the other things too, like your daily real routines that you take, you know, to promote promote your health. Um, and I think it's important people for people to know that self care is part of success. Like you can't have success and not do self care because yeah. you. Yeah, it's, harm the, it's the most important part of success. Mm-hmm. You you can't you can't be successful if you don't take care of yourself. It, it, I mean. A lot of time, I mean, y'all got to understand, man, a lot of a lot of times people will try to make you feel guilty for putting yourself first, too. So you got to you got to be mindful of that as well. But you can't take care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of nobody. I'm talking about your kids, because a lot of a lot of people, especially women, my kids come first. My kids come first. My kids come first. Yeah, that's the mistake that you're making. Your kids come first. You got to take care of yourself first. And then you're able to take care of your kids the way you need to take care of your kids. So. Um, but yes, yeah, the most important part of success is self care. Period. Mm. Hey man, the finest house ever built will crumble without maintenance. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I do have uh, one last very important question. How do you handle your setbacks? How do I handle my setbacks? Um, like I, like I said earlier, man, I, I, I look at them as lessons. I, I don't, I don't, I don't dwell on too. I don't dwell too much on negative things in my life. Um, and, and and I'm able to also make very sound decisions. So, and I'm, com- and I'm, and I'm, com- I'm comfortable with it and I'm confident in them. Now, if they fail, okay, they fail. I tried right. it. Like, what, what could I do? Yeah. I mean, life goes on, hopefully, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And we, we keep, we keep pushing so I handle my setbacks by learning the lesson and why I, why the setback happened in the first place. And then I push forward. But I don't do too much dwelling on my setbacks. Mm-hmm. Because they'll say, if you dwell on it too long, they're going to hold you back mm-hmm. for as long as you beat yourself up about it. Yeah. It's like shit, shit happens, basically. Yeah. And you got to move forward. I just wake up. Honestly, dead mm-hmm. people can't say they're sorry. They can't apologize. They can't make up for the mistake from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Long as I'm able to wake up, man, I have the opportunity mm-hmm. to to heal, to yeah. forgive, to do better. Yeah, you That's know. It. So, mm-hmm. it. yeah, me too. I'm I'm able to, um, or I try to make right what I can, mm-hmm. and what I can't, I learn from it. You know, because yeah. you can't fix every mistake or failure that that happens there's just some things like you say you just learn from it and you move on um but yeah when you focus on that failure on that mistake you're literally pressing pause on your life and you're going to stay stuck there until you decide to move on from there so um i don't know anything else that you guys want to share about success 
no, not not for me. I don't have anything else. It's, um, I would say that your your nail technician did a successful job on your nail. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, I love her. Yeah, she's, Kayla. That was, that's shout dope. out Kayla. That's shout my out girl. To Kayla. Um, but no, man, success is, like I said, success is what you make of it. It's in the eye of the beholder. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, yo, you, only you can define your success. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody else define your success because, no, it's your life. So. Joe, what would you say to somebody that has allowed the world, social media, other people define or make them feel um, like they're not meeting the mark for success? Oh, I mean, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Joe. You no, he, good. Oh, he said it. Nah, said he said it. it. No, what was you gonna say? He wow. said the F word, but not failure. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I live at that. That's I'm, that's funny you were gonna say that because that was the word. Uh, <laughs> that's the word I was thinking about using. But I mean, sometimes you just, you know, I was trying not to cuss on this episode on your platform, but since we said, I mean, fuck it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that that's to everything. How like, about okay? But like. What about young people? Because think about the pressure. Think about well, like some some people don't have that boldness that we have now. Like now that we're yeah. older, like I feel like I speak up more than I yeah. used to when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like, what would be a tip that you would say to them? Or what I said earlier, wake <laughs> up as yeah. as, a, as a kid. Look, yeah, you you just you. <laughs> it's hard talking to the youth because it's yeah. um. Because you got to meet them where they're at. Right. But, you know, I mean, what, what, I wouldn't, I, all the thing I would tell the, 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 these kids right now, if I'm talking to a whole group with them, is learn to live. Mm-hmm. Learn to live because life will teach you how to die. Oh, yeah. But learn to live. Enjoy yeah. stuff. Find stuff that you like. Don't let anybody tell you that you have to do one thing at this age. If you want to like it all, like it all. It, mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't matter until you find out what you like. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I, I like sports, but I'm not going to make my child play sports to to live out my fantasy or dreams. I want them to do it. You know, I, if I did make my child play sports, it would be to teach them about competitiveness, teamwork and competition. It wouldn't be to live out my dream of being some star athlete Especially, to get yeah. you a scholarship or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But I would I would tell these kids to live, man. Yeah. Live. Yeah. Life is too short. Yeah. Um, me, too. I would. Um, uh I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you think about it. We lived in an era that kids didn't kids didn't get to be kids, right? Mm-hmm. They were adults and that still carries on today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't they don't get to be adult and then when they become adults, they get immature back to kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's You know. True. And so like let these kids live, live, be kids, make mistakes and you know, yeah. learn from those things, yeah. grow. Like yeah. And that's the thing; they have the time, man. So yeah. it's it's very hard to con- convey these type of messages to children mm-hmm. or, or kids, rather, because, um, like Joe said, I mean, you got to meet them where they're at, and they're dealing with a lot. I mean, we yeah. know we've been kids before, so and, but these kids are dealing way with way more than right. we were because they got social media. Yeah. So that's an added. Uh, they can't get just, away yeah, from. They, yeah. they can't escape the bullying and all that the stuff. Bullying, the bullying, the pressure, the, the, the pressure. peer pressure. Yeah, yeah, they can't escape none of it. So it's mm-hmm. just like. The, be- the only thing you can tell these kids is like live your life man because you got time and yeah. live it while you got time make all the mistakes you can right now yeah. because you got to try shit like 
I hated the fact that, you know, for the few years I stayed with my father in my father's house, everything was just so fucking strict and so mm-hmm. so structured yeah. that it, it, it didn't it didn't allow me to grow outside of that structure because everything was regimented. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I became homeless that I started to like blossom and see the world and like, oh shit, this is over here and this is over there and started just a whole a whole nother level level of maturation, you mm-hmm. know. And I was able to make decisions and things on my own and on my own merit. And a lot of those things were mistakes, but I still, I learned from them. I moved on. I grew, I learned. Yeah. It, it was just, so it's hard to, to, to say anything else, but that. I, I'm glad you said that. And that was why my goal is to change the lives of Dre's children. Not me and Dre's life. Yeah. Change the life of Dre and, and my nephew, Dre's daughters and my nephew's mm-hmm. life. Yeah, and me and Dre had talked about this, and I don't think we talked about it on the air. I think we talked outside of right. air. When I was in the guidance counselor's office, guidance counselor was like, "You're not gonna, you don't really have the grades to go to college, so you need to find you a job or join the military." Those were my options from her. Mm-hmm. I don't want Dre's children to go to a counselor yeah. and tell them that's their options in life. Mm-hmm. I don't want my nephew to have a counselor or have some teacher who who you know is underpaid and overwhelmed. Tell my nephew, yeah. that's his, or my nephews, Jasmine's sons, that's your options in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want them to, Drake could have been the best DJ in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Bigger than Marshmallow Head and, and Aoki yeah. and all of those right. guys. Mm-hmm. But somebody told Dre, if you're going to be something, you need to get in the military yeah. and get you yeah. and do right. 20 years. And, right, right. And, mm-hmm. and, and Exactly. And Dre didn't want to do that. That wasn't what Dre did. It helped him with discipline. Yeah. But right. Dre could have been a disciplined DJ. Yeah. Right. You know, for sure. Joe could have been something else. Yeah. He would have been dreamy Dre up in the house. Yeah. yeah. Joe could have been counting all kind Woo. of cash right now, swimming no. in it like screws. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Look, he's busting just, out them I was just going to be Dre. That's yeah. it. Okay, fine. <laughs> you know, but you, we can you, call you whatever we want. But you think about like you was talking about your coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your coach gave you a different option. Mm-hmm. They gave you you could have did your option, but now you had another option yeah. that you didn't even realize right. you had. Yeah, I want those kids to have that. Yeah. That's a, that. Yeah. If I want to give somebody man live and have options, have mm-hmm. dreams, yeah. have goals. Yeah, and that's what it was that I was going to say is like people need to stop making permanent decisions um, based on temporary situations and we do that like some people do that a lot especially you panic you feel like you have to do something you feel that pressure no you got to take that time out and also like if you are the type of person that's always beating yourself up start treating yourself the way you treat other people because usually people like that that are so hard on themselves they usually take care of other people they treat them good they're giving giving them advice to to advance and better their lives but then neglect themselves. No, sit in or stand in front of that mirror. And what you would say to a friend, say that to yourself because you wouldn't tell your friend you're stupid. You're never going to make it. You're a dumbass, whatever. You don't talk to your friends like that. If not, you probably wouldn't have friends. Talk to yourself the way you talk to others, the way you treat others, especially if you're treating them good and then turning around beating yourself up. Like we got to start treating ourselves better. Right. So don't give up, man. Like, situations sometimes they feel like they're never going to end but you you will get to the other side you got to keep going um so i just um i think that's all i have for you guys i think i picked your brains enough and um thank you so much for making time to be guest on my podcast finally 
<laughs> Do you want to share where people can find Cup of Joe with Dre? Hey. Your mama's help now. Hey, hey. 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 Yeah. hey. Or your aunties. At your aunties. At your aunties. You know, houses. You follow them on Instagram. Yeah. You see them thirst traps. <laughs> Shit, no. That's Dre. No, that's you, Joe. No, Joe, it's you. Dre's just the dreamy eyes, but you, you, sir, you, sir. Dre is sexual beast of the bunch, ladies. No, man. I mean, no, sir. No, sir. I am King Dre. Don't follow. Hey, don't follow me. We're talking about Cup of Joe with Dre. Yeah, you can find us at Cup of Joe. You can find us at Cup of Joe with Dre, all one word, on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, that's where we're at. Nice. Episodes drop um, every Tuesday morning by 7 a.m. we in the building. All right. We thank you for letting us on your platform. We appreciate yeah, it. Sure, man. We appreciate I you. I love you guys. Thank you. Um, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Keep uh, keep doing what you do. Thank you. For sure. Y'all want to do any shout outs? I know y'all like to do shout outs. Shout out to my babies, man. <laughs> 18. Shout out to God. Shout out to you. Go. What? Shout Ooh. out to you. Shout out to God. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, V. All right. Thanks, guys. Santa. You, shout out to Santa. Bring some good gifts. Yes. Yeah, Santa, baby. <laughs> Bring us some good stuff, Santa. All right. About Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is V, Voice of V. Don't forget, follow me on Instagram. And you know where to find me on all the streaming platforms, Voice of V. And we are out. And just like that, we wrap up another episode of Voice of V. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. And the podcast can be found on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. This is your girl V, and I'm out.